0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Preston Wilson of One Rep. Max, coming to you from Central Valley, California. Preston, what's going on, my man? How are you today?
2: Doing good, man. How are you,
1: Joe? Doing fantastically. I appreciate you joining us bright and early on a sunny California morning. Um, And Preston, obviously, we're here to talk about One Rep Max and and what it is that you do. Uh, Before we dive into the business and, and the strategy and the tactics and all of that, tell us a little bit about One Rep Max and what this is.
2: Well, thanks a lot for having me again, Joe. I appreciate this platform. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about uh, what we do. Um, One Rep Max is a company that teaches individuals the simplicity of getting in shape. And we do that by removing all obstacles um, and creating a space where people can get in shape and live a healthier lifestyle and sustain it um there's a lot of a lot of diets and a lot of gimmicky workouts and a lot of things that people gravitate towards because they're looking for a quick way to get the body they want or feel a certain way but what we do is we simplify everything and we teach people how to sustain their results one of the easiest things you can do is get out of shape right like it just it's a matter of you not doing the things that you should do right so we try to make getting in shape just as easy for all of our clients.
1: Got it. All right. And and so in a nutshell, right, we're out here to help people, to make it easy for them. Like you said, when did this whole thing get started? When did you journey into the fitness industry, man?
2: I meant in 2022, um, I was searching and trying to figure out like what it is that I, I will be good at. You know, I got tired of working um, that nine to five. My, my, my job um, was a continuous improvement specialist. Um, I was all, all about helping companies save money. Um, I, I was given a budget, $10 million a year, and I would hit that budget every year, right? Like my goal was to go in and help um, these large corporations um, reduce their overhead, whether it meant cutting labor or increasing their production in order for them to um, increase their overall net profit. And I, I just looked at things like, you know, I'm helping this huge company save millions of dollars. And what am I doing for myself? How am I building like my legacy? How am I building my bank account? And what I did was I decided to just follow my passion. My passion was always fitness and nutrition I've been in the gym playing sports ever since I was about 15 years old, Um, played a little college ball, Um, nothing too serious, but always stuck with the fitness and nutrition aspects of it. And what I wanted to do was um, follow my passion. And I felt like that was the best way for me to make my own mark and, and, and and build my own legacy. So around 2020, um, so 20, around 2019 or 2020, I decided to become a certified personal trainer nutritionist. You know, I had built up my own knowledge base for myself, but I felt like me sharing what I know, like, to people was the best way for me to do that.
1: For sure. I talked to a lot of people who were former athletes in some capacity that then decided to take their experience, right? Working with some sort of strength coach or some sort of nutrition coach, and then per, pour more into that further, right? I want to learn about this, I want to share it with others because of the experience that I have. And so, that's at least the background of this and how we got here. As things stand now, a lot of what you do is helping people online. Is that yeah. correct? I think, I think the last 24, 28 months or so have shown that online training is definitely a viable way to go and probably here to stay. What made you want to go into online training?
2: Well, like looking at, uh, I started out as an in-person trainer and I would travel to different gyms, meet people at different gyms at certain times. And it always seemed like a pull to get those people there like if I had life issues come up, if I was delayed, like no one cared, right? Like I had to be at that appointment at that time. And I started looking at things and um, all the misappointments that was occurring, um, not by me, but just in in life, things are going to come up, right? Like clients or life is going to happen soon. Their kids are going to get sick. Um, They're going to get stuck at work for an hour and they're not always going to be able to be at the gym at that time so i felt like what's what's the best way to make the remove that obstacle right like because if you feel like getting in shape and working out is a job eventually like you're not gonna do it, right? Eventually, you're gonna get tired of going to that gym and meeting that personal trainer. So once I removed that obstacle, I looked at it like, okay, what's the best way to do this? And I felt like it was online because um, I set your programs for you, and you fit it into your schedule. You know, you if it's you going to the gym in between your like in between your 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 your, your lunch break or as soon as you get out of work. You control the times that you go. If it's the first thing in the morning, if it's the last thing you do before you go to bed, it's convenient for you. Therefore, it doesn't seem like you're forced. It doesn't seem like it's a job and it becomes this natural um, habit and it becomes easier for you to build. So once I saw how easy it was for my clients to stick to that schedule, like I, I felt like it was the way to go. I felt like that that's the biggest thing.
1: Yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head there. I think the true value for online training is in the customization of it, right? People can, they're looking for a little bit of help, right? Somebody that really needs a lot of help will probably still do well with in-person training, working with a trainer one-on-one or in a group. But if somebody has a pretty good grasp on what they're doing, They're looking for some programming help. They're looking for some accountability and likely some nutrition as well. Online training really slots in as a fantastic resource because of what you said. I can go in the morning. I can go at lunch. I can go after work. I can go at night. It it doesn't really matter, right? Right. I know I have that person as a resource, but I can fit it into my calendar a whole lot better. Um, And so online training spoke to you. Talk to us a little bit about how you find clients for online training, because as we've already touched on, it's, it's a pretty flooded market. Everybody's trying to do online training. What's worked for you in terms of finding new clients to grow the business that you're in?
2: So it's funny that you say that it's easier for me. So just to, just to, just to back up and give you a little bit of history about like my client, Um, Like base, like where my clients are at, and um, my clients are all over the United States. I even have one client that's out of the U.S. Um, Like my client demographics range from the ages of fifteen all the way up to, I think fifty-eight. I have a client right now. So, and the reason why that's the case is because I, I, I felt like you know how they tell you like build that, build your 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 client avatar, right? Like who do you who, who are you, like, who do you want to train? And when you're online, like you having one specific type of customer is you're, you're, you're putting yourself in an in a even smaller box because the internet is so broad, right? So you can't, you put yourself in a box, you're never gonna be able to see your full potential. Um, so one of the things that I do is that I am constantly doing things like Google marketing. Um, I reach out to people on LinkedIn. I do little promotions, um, small competitions, um, different things like that. Uh, But the thing that I I see gives me the best success is responding to people's comments personally um, on Facebook. Like I'm in certain groups. So if there's individuals who say, hey, I'm trying to lose weight like it was a a lady um a couple of weeks ago she's like onboarding this week but her her thing was um i'm i'm gonna be eating nothing but watermelon for the next couple of weeks because i want to cut weight. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's how people think right like um i'm gonna be eating nothing but watermelon for the next couple of weeks like um can anyone give me tips on on like um, how to manage this diet. So I just chimed in and I said, hey, that's not the best, best <laughs> <Let's> thing. <laughs> manage it by not doing that at all. <laughs> right. So once I did that, I, I was able to explain why. And the insight that I gave her made sense. And now she did a little bit of research about my company, saw some of my progress photos from my clients. And now she wants to sign up for the program. Yeah. So yeah. Um, for me, um, the marketing aspect is small right now because I'm the president, CEO, manager. You know, I'm I'm everything. Head of marketing, head
1: of sales. Right. Yeah. You
2: know, so um, it's it's it marketing is tough. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's, it's tough. I know you guys. You guys know this marketing is tough. It's everything. But social media is the biggest. Is a big thing. You know. Um, I I do a lot of like I post flyers in my neighborhood. Um, I ask for referrals, the typical things that goes on, um, uh, when it comes to personal training, a lot of that stuff doesn't pan out for every 50 things I do, I might get one inquiry, you know, but it's, it's just a matter of just being consistent with it and finding those ways to market yourself.
1: Right. And I think to your point, like this is in, in the great scheme of things, this is still a pretty new business for you. Right. And so. Is there a huge budget to dump into advertising? Probably not right now. How can we right. get creative and get around that to grow the business, right? At the end of the day, that's really the goal of this. Right. So you mentioned a handful of things. Social media and organically reaching out to people doesn't cost you a thing other than time and effort. Hitting the pavement and putting out some flyers, probably a small fee in just printing, but not much besides that a little bit of time, a little bit of energy. There's a number of things that we can do as small business owners like yourself to further what we do. Um, and I think the social media part of this is probably the biggest component, right? Especially for somebody training people online worldwide. Right. You need to figure out a way if we're putting flyers in our neighborhood, we're going to hit our neighborhood, of course, but then right. how do we get in touch with people in Texas in New York in Hawaii in whatever social media really fills in the gaps there you mentioned one thing that I wanted to to pick your brain on a little bit and it was the the Google marketing and, and potentially putting some money into that have you considered at any point using whether it's social media Facebook Instagram TikTok whatever it is or Google and using those platforms for paid advertising at any point
2: Um. Yeah. I I mean, I have. You know. I've. Again, I am a one man band when it comes to the marketing aspects of things. So, you know, I'll outsource some of the things that I that I need to like. Fiber. Right. Like. Um. Um. I. I I need. So, if I need someone to create this, uh, create a marketing campaign for me. Right. I'll reach out to Fiber and say, Hey. Um. I want to do these ads on Pinterest. Like. Um, I need you to create me a small video, like marketing my, my product, you know, because we don't only train people, but we also have our own um, supplement lot, right? Like protein powder, apparel, um, um, BCAAs, just different things like that. So it's a little bit easier to market that stuff. But um, paid, like you said, paid advertising is, um, it's not always in the cards, right? Because any, any entrepreneur is going to tell you, like, if you've made 500 bucks, like it's not always feasible to turn around and put that 500 bucks into marketing. Right. So there's yeah. some,
1: we need to pay our ask,
2: bills too. <laughs> right. You got you to pay your bills. You know, it, it has to make sense sometimes, you know, so you have to build up that bank account to get to a certain point where you can dish out that money on a, on a pretty consistent basis. You know, um, Google ads has always been, um, kind of hit and miss, you know, like, and, and, I I've, uh, I don't know if other people have felt this way or you guys have felt this way, but I, I I've I, I've never felt like I've done it the right way, you know. Um, that's that's an incredibly that.
1: important point here because these things aren't these things are skills, right? People make right. careers out of this, and if we aren't quite sure what we're doing there are plenty of ways to waste a lot of money or just burn through cash with it. So I think your point is really, really important there, but go ahead. I interrupted you. I'm sorry.
2: No, you're, you're a hundred percent right. Like it, it, and that goes back to what we talked about, about like 500 bucks. Like it's, it's, it's easy to waste money when you have it. Right. Like if it's like, I was watching a video a couple of weeks ago and the guy said, um, um, yeah, when you're trying to market your brand, um, just, do like a little fifteen twenty dollar ad on Pinterest. Well, if you don't do it right, that 15 twenty dollar ad adds up over time, right? Like, so you have to know what you're doing. Like you said, these are skilled trades. So if you don't have any background in marketing and 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 branding, it's going to be difficult for you for anyone to um like get the biggest bang for your buck.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I. I couldn't agree more. And I think in any kind of small business like this, we need to keep in mind ROI, right? If I'm putting out money, I want to be pretty sure we're never going to be hundred percent sure, but I want to be pretty sure that I'm bringing at least that amount back right. in revenue and hopefully profit, not just revenue at the end of the day. So all of these things are important. Preston for you, I mean, our conversation so far has been geared around just acquiring clients and and figuring out how to build this business. What's what's sort of the longer term vision for this? Do you, how big do you want to take this?
2: Well, for me, One Rep Max is not just um, an online company. You know, One One Rep Max is, you know, eventually gonna move into the brick and mortar space. And the reason why is that we're going to move into the brick and mortar space is because um, my vision is to create an environment that's not like any other gym. You know, when you go into a gym and you sign up for membership, you're basically given a membership card or or you download an app, and the the gym owner just tells you, "Okay, go, figure it out on your own." You know, how many times have you seen um, that guy or that girl? come in the gym every day and all they do is a stand master, then they leave. And that happens because they don't know what to do, right? They have these goals and they have all of this equipment at their disposal and they just don't know what to do. So my goal with One Rep Max is to create an environment to where when you walk in our doors, you get everything you need. You get the service you need to achieve your goals, whether it's fitness, whether it's nutrition and in some aspects, whether it's um, the, the the mental side of things. Right. Like I don't want us to have like psychologists, psychiatrists or counselors, or you know, but I want my gym once we open those doors to be an experience, to be something that um, makes you want to continue to come back in. And, you know, that's why. Our, our, our tagline is sustained growth. I don't want you to be a member for a couple of months and then you don't see get the results you want so you jump to another gym. I want you to experience how to sustain your results so that you keep wanting to come back and maintain what, you, what you've what you done. And you do that by knowledge, right? Like um, it's, it's um, I, I believe that fitness and nutrition go hand in hand as I'm sure you do. Um, but I do believe that it's a balance. It should be somewhere along the lines of 70, 30, 80, 20, depending yep. upon who, who the person is, right? But most people don't know that, you know? Um, but if you if when you go into a gym and you're, you're the owner of that gym or those people in the gym, they are teaching you, you know, not a being you, but teaching you, hey, okay, well, what are your goals? Okay, well, this is what you should be doing right? And if you have any questions, come ask us, you know, we're, we're, we're just not sitting at the front desk to check people in and out. We're here to service you, you yeah. know, and, and that's the type of environment that that's what I envision for warm rep max as we progress.
1: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I think for a long time, the fitness industry has just been about fitness and that's great, but that's just one aspect of it. Right. I think as a whole, if we sort of change our mindset on it from a fitness industry to health and wellness industry, and we're talking about things like nutrition, we're talking about things like recovery and stress and all of these things, the results that our clients get will be that much better. And if we're to selfishly think about it from a business perspective, these are other things that we can charge for in our coaching practice as well. And so we can differentiate ourselves, especially in the online segment where there's so much competition, we can differentiate ourselves as someone who actually cares about client results and has the expertise to back it up. That's when we can really grow a business like this. So, Preston, I think you're you're spot on there. As we I'm sure we've just barely scratched the surface of, of the things that you cover with your clients, but as we approach the end of our time here at least. Why don't you tell everyone listening where they can learn a little bit more about your business? Is there social media? What, what's the best place for people to find out about you?
2: Um, the best place to find find us is um onerepmaxonline.com or on Instagram at the real one repmax. Um I would uh, um you can Google us um and the response um to any inquiries is immediate. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say it's less than 24 hours, but on our website, we have um, an about us section, which just describes like why we do what we do and our approach to um, health, fitness and our approach to working with our with with our customers or clients um, online. Um, we are offering a free one-hour consultation because it's a it's a relationship, right? Like we have to determine if we can help you, and you have to determine if our type of help our type of help is something that you want, is something that you can do. So what we do is a free one-hour consultation, and it's just a discovery session, right? We we sit down and we talk about um, hey, what are your goals, what are your obstacles, you know. Um, like is, is 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 what's driving you to feel like you need to get in shape you know where are you at mentally you know we can't diagnose you with anything but we can let you know we can help you or not you know I've turned clients away because I've said hey I can't help you. you know um but you know I pointed them in the right direction of where I think they should be going or where where I feel like they should be looking to get the type of help that they need so we're not the typical company that just wants people's business, right? Yeah. We're going to create a fitness plan for you and go and and figure it out. No, we want to make sure that um, we're helping you achieve your goals the right way. So um, just, I know that's a long winded way to answer the question, but any, anything anyone wants to find out about us can be found online at one rep max online. And then secondary would be our Instagram page, the real one rep max.
1: Yeah. That's, that's perfect, man. I, I appreciate your time. I think all of these types of conversations where we get a little bit vulnerable and, and share what we're good at, share what we're not good at. I think this conversation really helps the industry as a whole. I can't thank you enough for your time, Preston. I'm excited to see what this business looks like moving forward, man. And, and I wish you nothing but the best.
2: Same here. Thanks a lot, Joe. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And to everyone
1: who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode.
3: What's up Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today and I'm here with CJ from Flex Squad Fitness in Chapin, South Carolina. What's up, CJ? How are you today?
4: I'm good. How are you?
3: Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it.
4: Of course. Thanks for having me.
3: Absolutely. All right. So let's waste no time getting into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? What's the story there?
4: So I, uh, first of all, I was, I've always been uh, growing up somewhat overweight. And uh, once I got married, uh, that just got worse. <laughs> and, you know, my wife got pregnant and I basically got pregnant with her and the weight <laughs> kept going. And so I ended up needing to find uh, some help to lose weight. I figured out I just couldn't do it on my own. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do, basically. And right. uh, so I found someone else who was a a trainer who had lost weight uh, as well. He had lost close to like 100 pounds, I believe. So he was somebody that I wanted to work with. And then I I lost a lot of weight, lost around 90 pounds working out with him. And, uh, you know, at the time I was working for a a company that I just kind of hated. And so I was already kind of looking for a way out of that. And then the training began and I just started loving it so much. And I was talking to him about becoming a trainer and he asked me to work for him. And so I worked for him for five or six years. We opened up a couple of gyms together. And then he, uh, you know, his, his course of life kind of changed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he became a pastor, actually. Okay. And so once that gym closed, you know, I was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do next. I was actually had gotten hired from a uh, two, I got hired uh, at a gym. That was about 30 minutes from where I live now. And so we were going to do that. And then I had a couple of clients here in Chapin that asked me, you know, they said, you know, if you open up your own place, you know, we'll stay with you. Like, you know, are you willing to try it? So, you know, I figured why not? So that was five years ago. Been going ever since.
3: Awesome. I love that. So it kind of started with your own experience and then made you realize that this is what you wanted to do, essentially. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome, I love that. Now, as far as your business model goes, how do you structure things within the gym? Are you doing group classes, semi privates, one on ones, a little bit of everything? Kind of walk us through how you structure things within the gym.
4: Yeah, so it's uh, small group training is uh, the majority of what I do. Um, I also do personal training, but the the small group is definitely the most popular, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, you know. Uh, a good mix of uh, strength training with cardio aspects to it. Um, I wouldn't consider it to be actually like HIIT training because um, there is a, a, a good bit of, of strength training involved as well. But, um, but yeah, the, uh, the group training is, is mostly what we do.
3: Okay, so mostly group training. And as far as the membership goes, how many members are you currently serving at the facility?
4: I typically keep around 100 Okay. Um, you know, uh, Chapin is kind of a smaller area and, and, you know, what I do, is kind of a, um, you know, they call it a, now the big term is boutique.
3: Yes. So it's kind <laughs> of a
4: boutique thing. So, um, you know, uh, my members are, are, uh, it's a good way to describe it. In my mind, I call them a high quality mm-hmm. member. So they, you know, there is, it's not a situation where they're just, you know, they pop in and, and then they don't show up for another month or two. Like, you know, somebody's not here. If they tell me they're gonna be here, you know, four days a week, if they're here too, I'm calling them to find out where they've been. Right. So, you know, it so the the numbers don't typically get huge because you know, I keep the groups relatively small. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm very comfortable with where we are with that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So not necessarily looking to add more members at this time.
4: Yeah. I mean, we, again, you know, it's, you know, I keep around a hundred. I would prefer to probably have more around like 150 Mm -hmm. because then, you know, people, people's lives change. You know, I have some people that's been with me for, you know, going on 10 years as a client and, you know, their situations have pretty much stayed the same, but then there are others that, you know, they, you know, things come up, they get pregnant, they, uh, you know, other, other things in their lives change. So, you know, you're always going to have some, some people coming in and out. So it'd be better to have a few more people to stay around that, that uh, 150, 125, 100 mark would be pretty good for me.
3: Got it. Okay. And so as far as marketing goes, bringing new people in the door, getting the word out there about what it is that you do, how do you approach that? What does that look like for you?
4: So, you know, for the first you know, few years, I guess, the main thing was just word of mouth. Um, I don't actually see that as great marketing. <laughs> it's probably not actually marketing at all. But, at <laughs> you know, what I, uh, I noticed was that just people love talking about it. Um, and so, you know, I was always happy with that. But for the most part, right now, we use Facebook and Instagram a good bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very, you know, cost-effective way to get new people in the door. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So why not? You know, so right. I would say that's kind of the main, uh, those are the kind of the main two things between word of mouth and, and, uh, and social media.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I like that you said that word of mouth isn't really marketing. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that because a lot of people rely solely on word of mouth and then they, you know, can't grow because there's only so much that you can do with word of mouth, right? It's yeah. like, the people that are coming into your gym, yeah, they're probably going to tell their friends about it, but it's like, how many friends do they have? How many of those are interested in fitness? Exactly. How many of those are looking for a new gym? And how many of those are looking for the type of gym that you have? You know, it really right. narrows things down a lot. And somebody said something to me the other day uh, that was on the show that her client said to her when she was asking for a referral. And it really, it changed my perspective around it. And it, it made sense. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of word of mouth as it is, but mm-hmm. um, she said she was asking somebody for a referral and she was like, I don't want to bring my my friends here like I don't want to bring my work here I don't want to bring my family here I don't yeah. want to like this is my space this is my time you know this is my time to escape and get away from all of that I don't want to bring that here yeah, and I was
4: like I've heard that I've heard that a lot too especially you know <laughs> I'll have uh like I have these um like uh, almost like a couple's discount kind of thing mm-hmm. And I've heard the same thing. A lot of times we're like, I don't want to bring my spouse here. Like I'm trying to get away from them for a little right. while, you know? So yeah, that I mean you're you're absolutely right. That's you know, it is it has helped me out a lot, but I definitely don't want to lean on it as my only way of getting new people in the door.
3: Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very limited. You know, people think people love it because it, yeah, it doesn't necessarily cost you anything. And typically the people that are coming in are already know what you do and are pretty much ready to sign up, but it's like, it really, really limits you as a business owner. If that's what you're relying on solely, it's not predictable. You can't predict it. You can't rely on it. You can't grow it. I mean, you can't track it overall. It's like on a monthly basis, maybe one month you get three new people on referrals and then the next month who knows what you're going to get if anything you know so yeah. it's just it's very unreliable um as far as the Facebook and Instagram goes are you doing paid ad campaigns on those are you posting organically a little bit of both what does that look like for you
4: yeah so I try to um uh, at least once a month do like a, a paid advertisement because you you do see a um you see a boost in that activity for sure Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, you know, I have a a, a decent enough following on uh, social media to where if I post something, it'll get a lot of shares, um, you know, a lot of comments and stuff, and so that helps. But of course, mm-hmm. yeah, doing the the boost is what, um, or doing the paid advertisements are, are, is what helps out the most.
3: Right, absolutely. And when you do run a paid ad, what is your offer? What are you putting out there to? make people excited and get them act- to actually want to come into the facility
4: so the the tough thing is is like especially with this whole uh boutique kind of style of gym that's uh, it's kind of a crazy thing going on right now Is a lot of them do the same things over and over like you'll see it's uh it's six weeks for you know ninety 90 98 you know something so i'm always trying to just come up with something a little different every once in a while we will do something like that where it's you know, uh, four weeks for however much or, but then every once in a while I just do something that's just, it's, you get a free week, you know, you get a free week to come in and check out the gym and uh, see if it's a good fit for you and if you're a good fit for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times, you know, that does really well, just getting people in the door. um, You know, they're not committing to anything yet. Um, So it, it gets them in the door. And a lot of times, if your product is a good product anyway, once they try it, they realize it's different than other things they've done. They mm-hmm. see the, uh, what, what could happen if they stuck to it. A lot of times, they'll be ready to, to continue on. Right.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually why a lot of times the four-week, eight-week, six-week programs do really well, because people aren't afraid to spend money. They're afraid of commitment. Right. So it's like if they can come in for a time that makes sense for them, where they can see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, it's not a full year commitment right off the bat. They can come in, start getting used to things, um, get in a routine, start seeing some results. And then it's like from there, they're ready to sign up for the year, you know, so that's a really good way to get people in the door and then convert them into memberships, longer term memberships after that, because like I said, people are not afraid to spend money. A lot of times they'll kind of just use that as an excuse, but really they're just afraid of committing for a long period of time, not really knowing exactly what it is that they're signing up for. So typically that's what prevents people from actually making the commitment. Um, But yeah, I mean, Facebook is still the best converting platform as of right now. And the six week offer is actually the best converting offer still right now within the industry. So that's probably why you see it a lot. Um, but you know, and with that being said, with everybody doing the same thing, I mean, the way that you separate yourself is through the service that you provide in your facility, you know, um, Typically, as long as they come in the door, then you can show them what it is that you do, you know, and that's different from what everybody else does. And I like yeah. that you said that, um, you know, making sure that you're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for you because you're not for everybody, you know, that's right. That's and that's right. something that is important to keep in mind because a lot of gym owners get caught up in wanting to serve everybody. And when you try to serve everybody, you actually end up serving nobody. Yeah. So not being afraid to get super specific about who it is that you want in your gym and speaking directly to them when you do your advertising actually makes it a lot easier for you when you are posting content, when you are running ads and and things of that nature. So I like that you said that. Um, Now, where are you directing most of your attention right now in the business? As far as growth goes or uh, goals that you have, where's most of your attention going?
4: So like I was saying, you know, I, I would like to have, uh, you know, uh, more people in the door. I, I've always found, and I'm sure you've seen this with the, the group classes that if, when there's only two people there, when there's only three people there, it's just not the same. Like you know, you need. Yeah. You, you don't want it to be where there's fifty people in a small room, but you definitely want it to be where there's a, a good group, everybody having a good time together. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I, my objective um, for, you know, I, you know, I was looking at actually recently between now and the end of the year is to look at how I can increase the quality of the product I have now. Um, you know, I want people to. Leave here after every working Every workout, feeling like they had an experience. Yeah, you know, not just not just you know they walked in and 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 I sweat a little bit. You know, I got high like you know. But I I want it to be something that they think about, that they have to go post about on Facebook or Instagram. So I'm I'm constantly trying to figure out you know what changes I can make. To make mm-hmm. things better. And, uh, you know, some, you know, what I'm gonna do actually after we get done speaking is I'm coming up with an email for my clients and I'm specifically gonna ask them, what are things that you feel we're missing? Mm-hmm. What's something that would make your gym experience better? And I know that's not easy for people. Sometimes people can't take that hit, you know.
5: Yeah, <laughs> but, absolutely.
4: You know, sometimes, you know, I heard somebody say once that, um, a hater can will hit you with some real stuff sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to sometimes you got to look past your your arrogance and your, you know, your pride and see where you need to make changes. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. that's what I'll be working on.
3: Awesome. Yeah, I, that's huge. I mean, ego gets in the way a lot of the time, you know, and a lot of gym owners actually stand in their own way because they think they know best. Yeah, But it's important to keep in mind that you are not your customer. You know, it's like maybe what you want isn't what your ideal client or member needs. And that's a great point. Being willing to see past that and actually find out exactly what it is that they want and provide that for them can be hard for some people sometimes. Because if you think you know best and you think you know everything, then it's hard to look at things through that lens. But that's huge. And it's that's a big step, you know, being able to, or, or willing to admit that, you know, maybe there are ways to get better, you know, and provide a, a higher level of service to your clients. Um, so with that being said, this is actually something I was going to ask you about. Are you providing any other levels of service within the gym to the clients that you have, whether that be through nutrition or accountability or anything of that nature to provide that higher level of service to your clients? And therefore, from a business standpoint, typically those things allow you to charge more and your clients typically get better results from that. Um So are there any other services that you're offering currently, or is that kind of the direction that you're trying to go in?
4: Yeah. I mean, we've always um, offered, uh, you know, offered that, that additional help, but uh, you're, you're absolutely right. That's one of the things that I is on my mind to, to work on to get better because Mm -hmm. like I've, I've always had where the clients can come and, you know, I have these folders that sit beside me right now that is, Of the most of my clients, you know, how, you know, their weigh ins, measurements, and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's been a situation where they almost, I have to hunt them down. Yeah. Right. And, and after a while, they're just not going to do it. That's just, that's how it goes. You have some that'll be on it, you know, Mm -hmm. nonstop. They want that measurement. They want help with nutrition. They want, you know, but others, They'll do it for a couple months and, and then it's They're going to slack off with it. And, you know, I have, it's in my situation, it's just me here. So it's me and all these clients. So Brian. I can't, it's hard to remember, well, you know, this person, she didn't weigh in like she was going, she said she was going to. So that's kind of one of the things that I'm working on trying to get better at to uh, make sure that everybody is getting a check- in, mm-hmm. you know i'm I'm great with making sure they're here, right you know uh, you know i've I've <laughs> gone to somebody's job before because I couldn't find them. you know, I wanted to get them in here. I've g- literally gone to their job before, but as far as you know making sure that they're doing these weigh-ins and measurements that are super important. And, uh, you know, even check-ins with the food and, and obviously there's only so much you can do with that. Like, I, you know, I don't live with them, but right. you can still, you know, there's a lot that can be done mm-hmm. to ensure that they're trying, you know, it, it, that I'm at least pushing them to do more than they would do if I wasn't there. Right. So, yeah, that, that's one of the, the big things I'm trying to work on now.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Now, when you are offering those additional services, are those clients paying additional costs for those services? Or is that something you're just including?
4: So the way I have things set up is like, um, I have options for like, let's say three days a week, for instance, that Mm -hmm. doesn't include, um, you know, nutrition guidance and, and Uh, weigh-in and measurement tracking and all that kind of stuff but then i have options that are for uh unlimited training that you can add on um you know help with nutrition and and all that other stuff so yeah there is a there's a difference between the two for sure Mm
5: -hmm.
4: um but i still want to i want it to be better and i I guess i guess everybody should probably feel that way about their business they should want things to be better absolutely you know i've I'm one of those people where I'm never, I've never been comfortable. Like Mm -hmm. I've, I've never felt like, okay, this is going great. I've, I've never felt that way. So, you know, it's, it's an ongoing battle, but you know, we're still working on it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Always room for improvement. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, the reason I ask is, you know, if they are paying an additional fee for those services, because people who pay pay attention, right? So if they're invested financially, then chances are they're going to pay more attention and actually get the results that they're looking for. And that kind of brings it back to um, those programs, you know, with like an, an end date insight, because then it's like you've got until this date to actually get it done and reach that goal that you have in mind. And if they're paying for that service on top of it, and it's, you know, we're talking like higher ticket, right? So serious people that are serious about actually reaching those goals, um, it's better for the client themselves because they are making that commitment to themselves to actually reach that goal. And then it's also easier on you because you may have less people that do it, but they're more invested, you know? So it's like, first of all, they're paying more for that service. They're also getting more of your attention And you're able to fulfill easier on your side of things, check in with them, uh, keep a good cadence of communication and make sure that they're actually reaching those goals. You know, so, um, that tends to work really well as far as getting people where they want to go and making it a little bit easier on, on you being a one man show, you know, to be able to fulfill at that high level. Um, now, are you looking to eventually bring on some people to help you out? Uh, I have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: like you know, it's it's uh, it's difficult because I think one of the the main things that has helped me uh, in this business is that I I make sure that I build a relationship with the people that I'm working with.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, it's um, and it's good for them and it's good for me too because when I have that relationship with them, it's they're not just a person that if they disappear I won't notice. Right. Um but the tough thing about that is that people get used to you. Yes. They get used to seeing you and uh the way you do things and so I have to find a way to um to break that break that habit of having it all me and mm-hmm. everybody stuck on me and my personality um and get someone else in here because I I know that it's not gonna grow without there being other people here to help me that's just the way it goes Mm -hmm. um but yes to answer your question yes I am looking I'm gonna look for someone to help and and figure out how that works
3: yeah yeah, absolutely. That's it tends to be one of the hardest, uh, things to do in getting to the next level is finding the right people to be able to help you get there. And like you said, the, a lot of your, your clients get used to you, your style, your service, you know, and sometimes it's hard to duplicate that and find the right people to be able to step in and keep that high level of service going so that you can focus on other things and get to that next level. So yeah. Yeah, I I completely understand that I've been there and it's hard to let go of some of that control as well, because you want to maintain that high level of service and nobody cares about your business as much as you do right at the end of the day. So (laughs) (laughs) it can be challenging for sure. Um, All right. So one thing I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering going their own way doing their own thing opening their own facility what would that be what's one of the most important things that you've learned throughout your time in ownership
4: man that's a tough question <laughs>
3: i know and there typically are <laughs> many things
4: yeah well i know one thing that automatically pops in my head is that it, it has to be something that you're really that you're really passionate about mm-hmm. and i mean when i say passionate about about i mean being passionate about helping people make changes right helping to improve their lives because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times and I've seen this happen you know you'll have these guys or girls that they really love working out Mm -hmm. like they love they love seeing themselves change yes (laughs) and so they think that they want uh, to be a personal trainer they think they want to open up a place of their own but the the crazy thing is, when you're really invested in your business, you don't you almost don't get to take care of yourself as much as you'd like to. Exactly. You know, that's so, what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, so you you have to be so passionate about um, almost putting others, uh, you know, almost ahead of yourself. Yes. Um, you know, so you can really see the the changes in them. And so, if you don't have that passion, I don't I don't see how you can really make it. Um, right so that's that's one thing that that popped up in my head for sure and uh again you know having putting systems in place would be something else I would say Mm -hmm. um you know I you know I won't say their name but there's a, a some friends of mine started working at another kind of boutique uh gym recently and they were telling me about they have all these these set rules as far as even what you say. So like the, the, the certain way you say things, how you, the words that you use, like, I mean, everything is broken down. And the, the reason for it that, you know, they were talking to me about it and it, it sounds crazy to them, but I, was, I know why, like the reason is so that the experience is the same, yes. no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, no matter who's there. And so if you, you know, you may think that is extreme, you know, but if you have those systems, then you can continue to grow. you know when right. when it's a good chick-fil-a is the same everywhere you yes,
3: go. right absolutely <laughs> you know? yeah. so that, that's
4: how you want it to be. and mm-hmm. so that that's definitely something that i would I would tell people for sure,
3: right. yeah, repeatable systems, you know, yeah. having repeatable systems in place because again, like if you can't duplicate whatever system it is that you have in place, then, you got to be there all the time,
4: all
5: the you know, time. You
3: can't rely on anybody else to run the business. And again, keeping that high level of service. Like you say, everybody always mentions Chick-fil-A, right? And it's like, I want to go through their training just to see how they <laughs> get everybody
4: Yeah, <laughs> to seriously. do
3: that, you know? Because um, it, it's so wild, but it it's true, you know? And especially when you're talking about sales and like membership sales and, um some of those things can come down to just one word that can completely throw somebody off. You know, it's like, it is important to have those systems in place and say the right things and have everybody on the same page so that the, the level of service is consistent across the board. And some people again might think it's crazy, but again, Chick-fil-A is a great example, you know? So definitely a great piece of advice. So as we start to wrap up, where can the listeners find you on social media?
4: Um, so uh, both Instagram and uh, Facebook is at Flex Squad Fitness. All right, at Flex Squad Fitness. Yeah, and we um, that's where we do the majority of things. I don't really know anything, <laughs> I'm not on Snapchat or uh, TikTok or any of that yet. Hang gotten there yet, but yeah, Instagram and Facebook.
3: All right, awesome. Pretty straightforward there. So, CJ from Flex Squad Fitness in Chapin, South Carolina, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show.
4: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It was great.
3: Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors.
6: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is the one and only Dan with Full Torque Fitness out of Florida. Dan, what's going on today? Happy Monday. Thank you, sir. Excited to be here. Excited to have you on. And uh, look, before we dive in to the nitty-gritty of what you have going on with Full Torque Fitness, you know, first, why don't you tell us and the viewers a little bit about how you describe the business to people and, what made you
7: get started in the first place? Oh, uh, I got started because I had kids and I wasn't happy where I was. And I was like, I got to build a future here. Uh, but that's like the short answer of why I started. Um, the uh, the biggest thing I can say kind of, I'm sorry, I got lost here. Go ahead and re- ask that question to get another part of your question, sure.
6: one more. Yeah, uh, how do you describe the business to people
7: and what oh, made you get yeah. started? golf fitness. That's really what it is. You know, I'm a personal trainer. We do small group and personal training, but I work 90% of my clients are golfers. So being here in Florida, everybody retires here to Florida. They play golf all the time. Um, so, you know, there's a huge population of it here and yeah, I just want to make golfers move better, feel better, and maybe take some money from their friends on the course.
6: (laughs) I love it. I love it. And, uh, so let's start with the bare bones basically dive into it a little more. Um, Uh, Dan how many how many members are you guys at currently
7: uh right now it's 90 to 100 somewhere in there I don't know the exact number offhand right this second
6: gotcha and so if I'll use myself as the avatar here so if I came in and I'm like Dan I'm ready to get started I want to get going yesterday uh, what would I then have to pay to become an active member
7: uh it's going to depend um I mean you know you know how we say that in the business but before i have anybody like come in and like ask price they got to come in and go through an evaluation because i don't want to tell them hey you need to pay $1000 today or 400 today if the $400 option is what what they need or the $1000 option is what they need or something in between but that's generally what you're looking at when you work with us is somewhere between actually i think our cheapest rate right now is 479 a month okay
6: Gotcha. And I love the aspect of, of, of that you're you're looking to see what they really need and giving them what they need not versus what you think they might need or what they would say want, uh, which I think is awesome. But I also think with higher prices comes a higher value perception. So that's great. I think that, I think that's never a wrong thing to have higher prices, you know. Um and so uh for you guys um and yourself, you know, what has been the best practice to finding new clients, especially for your demographic.
7: Uh, so yeah, golfers, they, I don't have too much problem once I get them in the gym to sign up, it's going to the golf course and meeting them where they are. You know, I've, I've got gotcha. John out there. i talked to him out there. I've actually even had my own golf tournaments that I've done. Um, wow. I've, yeah, I've done a couple of those. I go to charity golf tournaments to meet them out there where, you know, I'll help them warm up before a round of golf so that they can move better just kind of give them a sample of what they might do if they were here you know and then once they get here they're like ready to hey i felt so much better in that round or i felt stronger or you know i had more balance whatever it may be um so then they're ready to just sign right up and knock this out you know play the best round of their life
6: i love that i love that and especially for for it's especially unique to what you do i think where you can kind of find people in a, in a specific place, right? And as long as you you know they're on the golf course, you're gonna find somebody. Or, or people also they talk, you know, we all know that, you know, they're gonna converse amongst each other. Um, so that's great there. And so, you know, hypothetically speaking, of course, let's say traffic leads clients were unlimited. Um, you know, and to add on top of what you had now, how much higher can you really go? Like what would be your max?
7: I guess the max is right now, probably closer to like one hundred and fifty. Um, but I'm actually, I, I'm in the middle of trying to hire another employee. So, you know, if I get more coaches, we actually have plans of like expanding. I already have two locations. So I would love to add um, another location and another coach. We can add another 50 to hundred that way.
6: I love it. I love it. And so let's take a step back from clients here and we'll dive into leads a little bit. So, Let's say I came in and maybe I'm not so ready to commit just yet, but I'm interested. And I'm like, hey, you know what, Dan? Talk to me about what I'm going to get. So if you could walk me through the client journey, someone being interested to them being sold a package and then being onboarded, what does that look like for you guys?
7: Um, For us, uh, okay, if they just walk in, which I'll be honest with you, very rare, like if ever, we don't actually – I can't remember the last time somebody just walked in but that's not what we do. You know, I can't remember the last time somebody, you know, we don't pay for ads online. We don't pay, we don't do any of that stuff. I really barely ever even do social media because I go to them. So by the time that I'm even like having them come into the gym, like they're already ready to go. So they've felt it. They know what it is. Or like you said, it's word of mouth. And word of mouth is obviously the greatest kind of marketing that there can be. Right. Um, So When they come in, you know, they're already scheduled for an evaluation because that's the first thing. Like if they want to have a call with me, we do have, if you go on our website, like a 20 minute strategy call where, Hey, like you, we can talk and see if it's a fit and then schedule them for an evaluation. Um, But then, yeah, the evaluation is 200 bucks itself for an hour. So they have to come in like this is making sure they understand the value of what we're gonna do, because it's not just, hey, what's your goals? It's what's your health history? What's your fitness history? Injuries, specifically injuries, because we're really well known for rehab. Um, And then uh, the movement evaluation where we check, I mean, internal external rotation, hips, shoulders, we core strength, movement capabilities in every plane, because that's what we have to know what to do with their goals and the movement evaluation and their injury history and all this like it all comes together to create the puzzle or create the program that's going to come out um so once they come in and they could do the evaluation you know i just like we kind of said i'll give them their option their best option but onboarding from there is just hey we're getting you in for the workouts and so we're going to schedule you for all these get them a get them a t-shirt and all that stuff too but um for the most part after that it's they get email reminders from uh, my system they get one of my coaches is also a yoga instructor and a very good golfer so we do a yoga uh, for golfers but it's a pre-recorded yoga that they get every week that they can do on their own at home as just a little added bonus and again it's it's one of those things where like we mainly work with golfers so i mean i work in a collared shirt i work in golf shorts you know we have towels ready we have if you think what a country club means to these guys like we are a country club of fitness so Towels, waters, whatever they need, showers, they're immaculate. This place is cleaned every night by a cleaning company, everything, top to bottom. I love that.
6: I love that. Yeah. And and so I'm kind of curious here too. So I know you're saying 90% golfers right now. What if somebody was outside of their demographic? How would that change your process or or how would you go about handling that? Would they have to have intention to eventually go into to doing some type of golfing recreationally or anything at
7: all? No. Or? no, no. If they're not golfers, that's fine. Um, I would change what I said in the evaluation, you know, but sure. they'd still have to go through an evaluation. Um, and usually I'll be honest with you. Our, our other 10% that's not golfers, it's usually the significant other of a golfer. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I'm just being hundred percent yeah, honest yeah. there. No, so they, they know the value of it and they know that like, and as much as this is for golf, like this is for life, you know? So, Yeah, somebody that is a golf player, yeah, they move better, they feel better out on the golf course. But especially because most of my clients are fifty and up, they have they're starting to have grandkids and stuff. I mean, they're they're running around playing with their grandkids and getting up and down off the ground and not having any problems, and they're loving this, right? Yeah, golf is important. Playing with the grandkids is important. You know, exactly. So they see that correlation and they're telling their significant other. You know, I mean, one of my longest tenured clients, he's been with me for about nine years now husband and wife but the wife literally trained her through two pregnancies um she can she's a beast she's she's honestly kind of scary yeah um, but she'll she'll out squat most of the people that come in here and out deadlift too and she's like wow. 35 years old 36 gotcha
6: yeah yeah, yeah. so so i just correct me if i'm Not wrong about. so just i want to clarify this here too so the intention is to grow the golfers but you don't you'll take on anybody but your intention gotcha okay yeah. yeah and so um now, for you guys, and I think this is a, it's a little bit of a, of a longer question, so if you need me to repeat anything by all means, just let me know. So for you guys, between the three pillars of business we typically use in, in fitness and gym industry, it's going to be your lead gen, which is your marketing, client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, I'm just keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Where do you folks feel like you can or where do you feel like, I'm sorry, where you, you feel like you can improve most at full torque?
7: Um, mostly right now is just, uh, getting more, um, in touch with other country clubs. You know, we have our, our main group, but it's kind of that expansion because you're not going to get people to drive only so far, you know? I mean, yes, I have clients that have been coming to me for two years. that will drive an hour to and from the gym, you know, but that's not a few and far between they're willing to do that. Um, most of them, you're going to get, you know, maybe a 15, 20 minute drive. That's why I want to. Uh, have that new employee that I can move over to a gym further away, then we can have more going to that area. And that's really the biggest for us in terms of expansion um, and growing. Um, There's a couple other country clubs that I'm still working on building those relationships. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. So the main bigger courses, I already have great relationships, but there's some smaller courses that I'm working on. And then from there, it's the online side, obviously golfers go, we have, a lot of golfers to go north for the summer and then they come back south during the winter and they're out of town right now. So we, we use a uh, true coach app to uh, coach our clients when they're out of town. Um, but we've, we started growing, haven't really even done much on this, like really haven't done any marketing other than like our clients, you know? Gotcha. Um, yeah. Or when I'm out at a golf tournament and they're like, Oh, I'm just in town for, um, orlando or i'm just in town from georgia or wherever pennsylvania who knows you know i have get clients here and there from that but again i'm not doing any marketing via like online or anything i've been i've i've been trying to like post again on social media it's just it i've got seven-year-old twins it, it, you know between that and a the business there ain't there ain't time for hey. all that
6: Hey, I understand completely. You ain't got to tell me, man. <laughs> and so one last question for you here, Dan, and I think it's probably my favorite question of them all. And so, you know, simply put, if you can go back in time to when you first started the business and, uh, you know, everything you know now and you can sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you needed to hear when you first started, uh, what would that advice be for you?
7: So... Okay, this is, you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you start a business, you have to do everything. You have to wear a lot of hats, right? Um, I've I've gotten a ton of great advice over the years, obviously, from multiple other entrepreneurs. Um, One of the biggest ones as a gym owner, uh, there's two things. One is let somebody help you, you know? Literally, you can't do everything, especially if you want to continue to expand. I struggle with this even now, you know, now that I've been in business five years, we've got through COVID, all of this stuff. I've expanded the gym. I've got 6,000 square feet right here for golf, you know, but it's, it's not, I can't do everything on my own. But when I first started, I, you know, if you've read like the E-Myth and all these other books, like, you know, there's like the technician, there's the uh, entrepreneur and there's the manager, right? I'm an entrepreneur. I don't like to manage and I love being a technician. So I still train people half the day. Right. Um, but when I first started, I hired people to be the technician. When I first started hiring people, I shouldn't have hired technicians because I love that. So I got away from it and I lost my love. What got me here, you know? And so I started being just an entrepreneur and the manager and that, that was annoying. So I should have hired, an administrative assistant to do a lot of the managerial and stuff like that the computer side of it um and allowed myself to still be an entrepreneur and a technician um and then hired a coach along the way now i do have a manager now i do have other coaches but again i can be here in the afternoon on a podcast but i got my training in this morning where i i probably trained 24 clients today wow
6: holy cow oh wow Jeez! wow with dan look talk about a mic drop there <laughs> shocked me on that one but like uh it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode dan but before we sign out you know please shout out your instagram facebook website anything you have where can people find out more about you and full torque fitness
7: um obviously the website fulltorquefitness.com yes that's torque t-o-r-q-u-e um the biggest thing with that is and the reason we have that and i'll just give that, physics golf is a sport of physics torque is a rotational power i'm giving my golfers more rotational power if you guys don't understand that why i named the business what it is hence golf right um but fulltorquefitness.com uh fulltorquefitness on instagram and facebook uh we have a uh, youtube channel that has probably 400 exercises or so um feel free to check them out whatever Get. let me know how awesome they are how much i stink whatever i don't care um but uh after that yeah that's about it i think um or you can just d shipman at full torque for my email again it's, it's on the website uh yeah that's about it
6: that's it i appreciate it i look dan we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to see look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road uh, and to everyone who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes Hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join in and talk about your fitness business within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, gym lords out.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alex'sbook.com.